I'm Shivani Gupta and welcome to the Ask Shivani podcast. I believe that one of the best presents that you can give yourself is time to be able to sit down and ask yourself some questions. I believe that the quality of the questions that you ask yourself will determine the quality of your life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ash Shivani podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you about something quite different today. It's a concept that when I was at a learning day came through where we had one of the consultants that was working with us speaking about what it's called as Mozart time. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about, for those of you that are not musical like myself, I mean, Wolfgang Mozart um, was born in 1956 and by 1791 he'd already passed away. So we're talking quite a long time ago here. And um, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about him and then talk about this thing called Mozart time and what that means and how you might be able to apply it into your life. And so in 1781, after several years of searching, and he had been searching in vain for finding a post with the European nobility, he decided to settle in Vienna as a freelancer. And he was a freelancer, composer and a performer. Um, And there were lots of opportunities there at the time in the city for a musician because his talents were pretty well known. And um, but he also wanted to stay solvent. So one of the things that he would do is he knew that he needed to get piano lessons. He needed to do concert performances. He knew that he had to do social visits with the city's wealthy patrons so that he could stay afloat. But at the same time, he was also courting his future wife, uh, Constance. And um, Constance's mum was not very happy about the two of them getting together. And this only left him a few hours a day between all of this hustle bustle and a very busy diary to compose the new work that he actually also needed to write, which took a lot of energy. And sometimes he would be working for hours and days on end to find that that wasn't what he wanted to create. And he would then restart that process. In 1782, there was a letter that was found that was written to his sister, which he gave some very detailed events of his day in Vienna. And I want to read this letter to you. It's just really amazing. And this is what he wrote to his sister. My hair is always done by 6 o'clock in the morning. And by 7 a.m. I'm fully dressed. I compose until 9. And from 9 to 1, I give lessons. Then I laugh. Unless I'm invited to some house where they lunch at two or even three o'clock. For example, today I'm at Countess Zichi's and Countess Thun's house. I can never work before five or six o'clock in the evening. And even then, I'm often prevented by a concert that I have to play at. If I'm not prevented, I will compose until nine, he writes with enthusiasm. And then I go to my dear Constance through the joy of seeing each other is always spoiled by her mother's little bitter remarks. At half past 10 or 11, I come home. It depends what happens. And then I cannot rely on being able to compose in the evening owing to the concerts which are taking place and the uncertainty to whether, where and how I might be summoned now and then. It is my custom, especially when I get home early, to compose a little before I go to bed. And I often go on writing till 1 a.m. in the morning and yet again the next day I repeat the same ritual and pattern. I found this fascinating after we were speaking about this thing that was called Mozart time. 
And then a Mozart time for him and the way that it was explained to me was the part that you are most creative. It is the part that when you are creating something from the depths of your soul that you believe will shift the way that things are done. Not that he knew that, but here we are hundreds of years later and Mozart is still conducted by so many. My young son is learning um, the violin and um, his teachers in music often talk about Mozart. So here we are talking about that because he took time to do what we now call as Mozart time. So the reflection here is this. What is your life like? And for most leaders, for most people who are pretty busy, their life looks like a little bit like Mozart. There is family to tend to. For him, it was his future wife. There is work to tend to, things that make you a living, things that pay the bills, things that pay the mortgage, pay for school fees, et cetera, et cetera. And this is when he was conducting um, his music, his concerts, and also his one-on-one tuition that he was giving. This might be you as the leader that you were doing this with your team members. You are also doing this with your family, but you may have boards to report to, which was him going to wealthy patrons. Um, there may be um, a CEO that you report to, depending on where you sit in the organisational structure. So you've got all of these things that you are doing, but are you creating and finding that special space and time to be able to create the future, to be able to leave a legacy, to be able to innovate and work on the things that you believe will really matter in the future? When I came across this particular thought and I started to read into Mozart, it really inspired me. It really inspired me to go, okay, maybe I don't want to be up to 1 or 2 a.m. I definitely don't and be up at 6 a.m. the next morning. But I have a partner, husband, I have children, I have businesses, I have my health, I have my friendships, I have my own learning and my colleagues that I want to be able to do. So all these different compartments that Mozart had, how do I find the time to be really creative and what really feeds my creativity? I'm not writing music, but what really feeds my creativity? And one of the things I started to think about that really feeds my creativity for me is the art of journaling, is the art of meditating, is the art of reading. Those three things, and I've spoken about this on a previous podcast, when I do my 10, 10, 10, my 10 minutes of reading, my 10 minutes of meditation, and my 10 minutes of journaling, I start to become very creative. In fact, Journaling is usually the last thing that I do out of those 30 minutes. And I'm amazed at how many ideas start to flow, how many actions start to flow. And I have a little post-it note next to my bed where I do my 10, 10, 10 when I wake up. Um, and one of the things I do is on my post-it note, I will actually write down going, ring that person, <clears throat> email that thing, uh, update that thing on your website or whatever. I get lots of ideas that come out by doing that 10, 10, 10. For him, he was wanting to leave a legacy. My question to you is, what are you doing? Now, I'm not, again, suggesting that you start at 1 or 2 a.m. We now know the importance of sleep and all the research around sleep that has come to to fruition that perhaps Mozart wasn't uh, aware of in 1781. But we know that we need more than three and a half, four hours of sleep for our well-being, for our longevity. So knowing that you've got the things Where could you find 30 minutes a day that might become 60 minutes a day to maybe 90 minutes a day? When I'm mentoring um, people and leaders, one of the things that I get is, Shivani, I just don't get any time for strategic thinking. 
And so we call that you're not getting any time for Mozart time. And how do we create Mozart time? Well, one of the things I say is let's find, let's find, is it easier for you to find three lots of 30 minutes in your diary to do your strategic thinking, to do your bigger picture, to do your Mozart time, to do your legacy piece? Um, Or is it easier for you to find one lot of 90 minutes? And usually I will suggest to them that we start with one lot of 90 minutes. And then beyond that, what we will do is we will then uh, continue to build up that practice of 30 minutes times three sessions or one lot of 90. And we ideally, ideally want to build it up to about 90 minutes a day so that we are doing what Mozart did, which was conducting the pieces that will be done there 300 years later. Now, I'm not suggesting to you that you need to create legacy that people are going to be doing 300 years later, but you might be working on a really important thing which requires deep thinking where you need some uninterrupted time, uninterrupted time from your family, from your colleagues, from people that work for you, from your boards, where you've got time to think. You might just have a piece of paper and a pen. That's what I usually suggest to people. And you might start writing down what you want to create. It might be a new organisational structure. It might be a new problem that you're working on, but just some Mozart time to think. The answers won't come straight away as they didn't for Mozart and they certainly don't for me, but it might just give you and point you in a little bit of the right direction. And it starts to set you up on your journey to create more strategic time to be able to create and do things that will matter longer term rather than doing things for doing sake. I hope you look up Mozart. I hope you perhaps start off even with the 10, 10, 10 that I've suggested to you on previous podcasts. Or perhaps you just start off with one 30-minute block with a piece of paper and a pen and nothing else and start to dream and visualise about things that will matter a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, perhaps even 100 years from now. Thanks for listening. I'm Shivani Gupta and you've been listening to the Ask Shivani podcast where I got to ask some questions. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow our Shivani on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And if you haven't done so, please go to the Apple podcast and subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot. Thank you.